Welcome to the Success Over Struggle podcast. I'm Tisha Marie Pelletier, your host, where we interview entrepreneurs, organizational leaders, and nonprofit leaders to learn how they achieved their success over struggle. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and you are tuning into the Success Over Struggle podcast. And with me in the forum studio out of Chandler is Jody Towns. I like to call this woman my soul sister. <laughs> she is with Towns Consulting LLC, also the founder of Health Now Expo and Networking for Healthcare. Welcome to the studio, Jody. Thank you. And hello, soul sister. Hello, hello. <laughs> So Jody and I go way back. People often ask me how I meet the guests that are in the studio. And Jody, I can remember it like yesterday. (laughs) I remember sitting out on a park bench in my neighborhood because I was planning this whole mom entrepreneur of the year event back in 2010 and desperately seeking vendors because I had this enormous bill from the Mesa Hilton that I was covering. And I was like, I have to get out and cold call. And I have to, you know, find these, these businesses that could really benefit from being there. And you were referred to me. I remember from Dina Patton and I was like, okay, so I am sitting on the park bench. I'm mustering up the strength to call you because I hate cold calling with a passion. And I call you and you're the sweetest person. You're like, maybe not, but I will come. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I always love hearing that story, but I kind of wish the ending was a little bit different. (laughs) No. Every time you do tell it. You know what though, Jody? but you did something that I really, really admire you for. You kept your word. Like you did show up. You bought a ticket. You didn't know me from Eve and you still came. (laughs) And I remember you were decked out in this like gorgeous white dress and, and had an amazing time. Yeah. And had an amazing time. It was my very first event. I remember Karen Nowicki was Mm -hmm. crowned the mom entrepreneur of the year. It's actually how the first book, this, this last book that I released starts off of crowning, you know, Karen as my mom entrepreneur of the year. And, and so for me that that's huge. And I think that's why we're soul sisters because we show up for each other. Yeah. I love that story because too, again, I wish the ending was a little bit different, (laughs) but you're right. I did show up and I had an amazing time. Um, I think we had that connection, Mm -hmm. which I don't think comes up a lot all Mm -hmm. the time. I mean, I guess it does and it doesn't, but I think we kind of just connected um, by phone and I just knew I needed to be there and I needed to learn more and I needed to know you and that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. Yes. That's to me, honestly, that's our start. That is, that's how you get started. And I will say that I can remember pretty much with every person that I meet that I've, I've grown really close to in this entrepreneurial journey, how we met, how we came across each other and how we continue to love and support each other. And that is the biggest thing when you're trying to create your tribe and build a community and all sorts of good stuff. Um, so Jody, let's dive into the conversation because I, I know back then, I know that you and I have talked a lot about pivots and you know, where you started was, is not where you are now. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I know for me, same thing. I am nowhere near where I was. Like I, I loved working with mom entrepreneurs and have shifted my direction a little bit. And, and so talk to me a little bit about like, we talk about the success over struggle and what was that for you that really kind of defined, I guess, started to become who you are and you learned a lot about yourself in the process. I mean, we often learn a lot about who we are and how we deal with things when we're knee, knee deep in 
the crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can say that. Yes, and I can say that. I yes. can say that. <laughs> it's your show. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I can say whatever I want to say. So talk to me a little bit about like, what was one of those stories for you? And, and you know, hint, hint, I know the story, <laughs> but I would love for you to share with listeners, like what was it that you went through? How did you get back up? Where did it immediately catapult you to? What have you learned as a result of all of that that you went through? Yeah. So, well, thank you. And thanks again for allowing me to, you know, come come on with you and talk and share. And I just, you know, as much as it's painful, it's still fun to talk about um, my struggles. And I think I was always meant to be an entrepreneur. I think um, um, I don't have any like real fancy story about, you know, when I was young, I was selling things or doing anything <laughs> creative like that. But I Misty. think just, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I think just in my mind, I just always knew that somehow I wanted to be making an impact and, and, and do that by, you know, having my own thing. So, you know, did the whole corporate America, you know, track so to speak, as part of my career. And then when I um, became an entrepreneur, I thought the safe thing to do would be to look at a franchise. And that's actually um, how I I got started as I did um, actually purchase a franchise um, of, interesting enough, it was Moms, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know was good or bad, but um, it's neither there, here, or whatever. Um, But yeah, I I purchased a franchise um, and I own the rights here in Arizona to be able to open a really creative model around staffing and um, staffing professionals out into the business world in um, part-time to like not quite full-time employment. And so I really fell in love with the model. I, I really, um, thought that it was a, you know, a great business idea. Um, and I was really excited. The only problem was the time frame that I was actually opening. I opened up my franchise in 2007, which um, had to be the worst time. <laughs> had, I kno- had I known, you know, where the market was going to be and, and what was really um, ahead for me was not good because I was working directly with small businesses and helping them. And I think they were the most impacted by the downturn of the em- economy. So, um, you know, all in all, it um, I share this story and and I reflect often on the story and and um, my whole takeaway is that yeah, it was really kind of crappy. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. went through a lot of struggles because just even being a an entrepreneur, even a uh, like myself, I was a franchise owner. I didn't really have a lot of support from um, the actual franchisor. So I was truly a small business owner, mm-hmm. you know, wearing all of the hats in the business, um, trying to do the marketing and the operations and the accounting and just everything and anything. Um, and that was tough. You know, that was really hard. And and that's how I learned. I mean, I guess I, I learned by being thrown out into the fire, mm-hmm. um, even though it wasn't necessarily my own business idea, it was still my own business and I had to figure it out. So I look back at all of that, even though it ended up being, um, again, a bad time. I took a lot of financial loss, um, had a lot of, um, you know, great companies that I worked with, but they just couldn't afford it. And because Mm -hmm. I was putting these people on my payroll, I actually lost a lot of money because I was not going to have people out in the community working for, Um, clients of mine and never get paid. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of that money had to come out of my own bank account. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it it was pretty crappy because I not only lost money and didn't make any money, but I actually financially from my family's um, savings took a a huge hit. So it was all in all just a really good um, learning experience. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is, um, 
you know, I learned a lot. I learned how to run a business. I learned how to do all of those multiple tasks that happen. But I also learned that I need to sometimes take a step back and, Mm -hmm. and do a little bit more research and really understand, you know, rather than just, you know, dumping into the, you know, deep end with things, which I often do, and I still do, (laughs) (laughs) just who I am, just to spend more time really doing that due diligence and figuring out if, if this is really something that, you know, that the market is really looking for, and is it viable? And do you have the support? Do you have, you know, what you need? And that, of course, looks different for any business and, and, and for different people. But that's probably the biggest lesson is to know that I just need to spend a little bit more time really making sure that it's a viable business. Mm-hmm. I would say too, that a lot of us forget that whole R and D stage and we jump into idea and then just putting it out there. And you're right. Like a lot of us are like, everybody's going to buy it. Yeah. Well, what? It, no, nobody's buying it. You yeah. know? So did you have a great idea or did you really give it some thought? And I find that a lot of people are just, they're not willing to ask the people around them. And that to me is, is, it's detrimental. It's, you have to be able to open up and say, Hey, I've got this idea, you know, have people sign NDAs of course, but you know, I have this idea. I just really want some feedback, Yeah, you know, play devil's advocate with me. Tell me what are the red flags and you know, what are those cautionary signs that I should be looking out for? Because I mean, I shared this with you even before, like you go into entrepreneurship, you're like, everything is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, crap, it's not awesome. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm seeing more money going out than more money coming in. I have to figure this out. I am not only like operations, bookkeeping, I'm also the janitor. (laughs) Yeah. And you're working crazy hours. I mean, that was one of my biggest things is that I wanted, you know, I had small children at the time, not Mm -hmm. small, but definitely younger elementary school kids back then. And, and I thought, you know, as a, as a business owner, oh, I'm going to have all this extra time to be on the PTO and, (laughs) you know, do all these extracurricular activities with the kids. And it was like a day and night. Uh I mean, never you know, basically never taking that hat off. I was always in work mode. So yeah, those are definitely things to, um, to consider. And like you said, bounce those ideas off. My husband was always really great at that, which I still do believe that people that are closest to you, you know, can really help help you help sure. with that whole decision. But sometimes they just want you to be happy. <laughs> so they may not always be the most objective person yes. too. So I, I agree. Finding, you know, that tribe that you can bounce ideas off of and, and really get, you know, other people's perspective as to whether or not this is something that you should be moving forward with. So. Right. Well, and speaking on that with your husband as well, like my husband works for the city of Mesa and I've shared that in a couple podcasts that, you know, he doesn't know my world. He doesn't know that things come up or I have to just immediately pivot or shift or whatever. And you're right. Like they want you to be happy. And when they see you and you're like, I'm so stressed, I'm depressed. (laughs) I have no idea where I'm going. I didn't bring in any money this month. Like, what am I going to do? Their, their whole reaction is get out of it. Right. Which then we take it personally because we're like, am I not good at this? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm not a good entrepreneur. (laughs) Like I can't feel like I have gone there so many times where I'm like, what are you saying? Are you doubting my abilities? Because now I'm doubting my abilities. Right. right. <laughs> I know. And, and my husband, he, he's, he's again, great supporter, but I do remember something that I'll never forget is him telling me that I'm just a terrible salesperson, oh, just terrible. And I mean, not. and that is, you know, I mean, honestly, when you really think about it, I mean, we're selling ourselves all the time. True. So of course I took that as like a really big insult, just like, you know, what, sure. how your reaction is right now. 
really what I learned from that is that I'm really bad at sales if it's something that I'm not passionate about. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that's been a huge takeaway for me through the years is just really realizing that for me to really get behind something and be successful at it, I have to be passionate about it. And, and I think ultimately that's where I ended up landing, you know, moving into more of a medical Mm -hmm. um, position and working in the medical industry. I didn't know it when, you know, all of this kind of just went, you know, went by the wayside and I had to take the, the, what I call the J-O-B and had to get back out into the workforce. I was offered a position at a medical practice in Scottsdale Mm -hmm. that was just an amazing opportunity. It was everything that I wanted because it allowed me to still have that autonomy as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing something very new in the industry. And so it allowed me to really get out into the community and, and, and brand the practice, brand the business model, um, and just, you know, do all the things that I wanted to do in my own business sure. and just didn't have the opportunity. So, you know, without that, that struggle of mm-hmm. owning that franchise and, and being unsuccessful, I wouldn't have been introduced, um, you know, to the physician that then introduced me into this, you know, job. And then again, led me into the medical industry, which I think ultimately, um, even when I look back and I used to be a candy striper and that was like the best job <laughs> ever. I mean, literally I wore like, I still have it. I still have the dress, like the candy stripe. They don't wear that anymore. Do you break that out for Halloween? I wish I still fit in it. <laughs> there's, there's been a few years that I've actually fit into it, but not right at the moment, but yes, I still have it. And I, and I, but I cherished those days back then, um, and working in the medical community that I think ultimately I probably should have been, you know, full-time in that role, but you know, I, I still have the best of both worlds that I interact with, you know, physicians and, you know, all kinds of wonderful healthcare things that are happening, you know, basically every day. Sure. So, yeah. Well, and like you said, I mean, here you had this opportunity that maybe you weren't looking for, but it, it really has brought you full circle because now that is what you do. Yeah. You connect the healthcare community. Definitely. With, you know, with your expo and with the networking for healthcare, which you've taken even into Dallas. Yes. Yes. I took that into. So yes, it's just, I mean, all of my love. So, you know, again, it goes back to the feeling passionate about something mm-hmm. definitely. And then the connecting we've, you and I have had many conversations yes. about this is that, you know, ultimately I think that's part of my DNA. I know it's definitely part oh of your DNA, gosh. but yes, we are true connectors. I mean, that's really where I find my most happiness is being able to, you know, connect people with, with one another or with what they need to know about. And so, yes, all of um, my experiences with, um, with working in a, in a, job position. And then now what I'm doing, being able to get out and actually meet people and um, invite them into my own events where Mm -hmm. um, they're getting a chance to, to meet one another and build relationships. And really it's all about strengthening um, our community, which is the healthcare community Mm -hmm. and really making those connections and allowing people to get to know one another. And then yes, the health now expo is a great opportunity for people to same thing for them to be connected with the doctors and the products and services that are actually there as exhibitors where they may never even know about these things or know that they exist. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I went to your one. It was, I think last spring. Yes. Or uh, in fall. In, I think it was in the fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And met some incredible people there, people that I even knew, you know, that I've run into before, but so many great things, so many great resources in the community that people are unaware of. 
So the fact that you're bringing it all under one roof of come meet these people, learn about what they have to offer, or sign up, sign up for these types of studies and so forth. Like it's, it's great to be able to be that yeah. resource between here's this company and here are the individuals. Right, right. Because, you know, even taking it a step further, that's what a lot of um, the offices that I deal with or the physicians that I deal with where they've got some amazing things that they're doing um, and they just don't know how to connect with other people. So Mm -hmm. that in itself is a struggle for them because nobody knows about them. Right. So these are opportunities that I'm giving, um, you know, to that industry to be able to not only make connections, but opportunities for them to market themselves Mm -hmm. um, out to the public and and so that people can find out about them in the event that they need it or a loved one needs um, services. So, yeah. So you and I have such similar paths, too, because very much like you, I feel like we're giving voices to people who aren't sure how, like you said, how how to do it, what right. to do. How do I build awareness for what I'm doing? Like right. I have an amazing product or I have an amazing service that I provide, but I have no idea how to get that out there. Right. Exactly. So you yeah, team up I, with people like us, I guess. I know. And I always call them like they're like in my world, it's I always um, use the phrase that hidden gems of yes. the medical world that people just don't know about. And they are truly gems where people would not know even where to look for them. Mm-hmm. And then just like you said, they don't even know how to necessarily get their messaging out. So, yeah. Oh, fun. good. So one thing that I've, I've been asking all of my guests in season two is what is that one word for you? What's your one word in 2020? And um, I love this question in this podcast because it's been so different with every single guest yeah. and and their why. So what is that one word for you, Jody? Yeah, and I I love it because I've struggled. I mean, I've had um, I've had years where there's not been really a word that's resonated. I know a lot of people that you know automatically know their word. For me, I knew it right off the bat. I knew it probably. Uh, fourth quarter of last year. <laughs> You're like so, 2020, let's go. I yeah, have my word. <laughs> 2020. So my word for 2020 is focus. focus. And, and it's really about, for me, it's focusing on the things that I love and that I really care about and, and um, really cutting out all the noise of anything else and just focusing, just being really laser focused on on, you know, what I have, you know, the next steps that I have in my business, because I do, I actually have a five-year plan, mm-hmm. and I'm in year three, <laughs> actually <laughs> celebrating um, the third year of networking for healthcare. Um, yes, thank you. In Congrats. in uh, March, so coming up in another month. But um, yes, yeah, so I my word is all about focus, and it kind of and I know I read this from somebody else, so I'm stealing it from someone. But I, and I know you probably have heard this with the whole 2020 and vision, and mm-hmm. and so it's kind of the same thing. Like I just want to be really, you know, just again perfect vision. Um, and you can't have that unless you're focusing on mm-hmm. the things that really do matter. So, right. And focus is a lot of when we talk about vision, what the biggest thing that I took away even years ago when I was creating like a vision board is if you have an opportunity that presents itself, look back to your vision board and is it, does it align? Is it going to help you get to that vision quicker? Are, are you going to, you know, or is it going to deter you from getting there? So that's really a good tip in staying focused and staying in the course of, is this going to help me or is it going to distract me? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm definitely at a place that, and we're luckily we're only in a couple days of February. <laughs> it's not like it's, you know, September that we're having this conversation. Oh, I'm like, I really need to get focused. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're kind of, kind of late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, 
it's, I think it's a good word for all of us just to, you know, do the things that you really love and that you have passion around. And, and if that means, you know, getting rid of some different things, you know, that you don't really love, yes, <laughs> it will definitely help with that focus and just really, um, you know, um, just creating the, the, the life that you want, the business that you want. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so important. It's important to know that we do have control over that. Like we don't have to say yes to everything out there. We really just need to kind of pick what, what it is that we do want in our lives. Yeah. And for me, I've shared a lot that, you know, I've, I've shared this a couple of times that value is my word and making sure that I am not only bringing value to the table, but valuing the people, the opportunities, the priorities that I have, like not missing those things this year, like yeah. wide, eyes wide open, you know, making sure that, that I'm not skipping a beat with it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a three-pronged answer. <laughs> no <laughs> the word value, but that that really, like you said, I think that you go into the year and some of us are like, I've got my one word. I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's very intentional. And I think that that's what, you know, what we need to do is be more intentional with how yeah. we're living our lives and definitely the people that we, we have in it. And who you spend your time with and, and what, and the activities, mm-hmm. the activities that you're doing. So yeah. Sure. Very good. All right, Jody. So what is next on the horizon for you? Next on the horizons. Well, I've already mentioned that I, and so I want you to hold me accountable. I'm in year three. So I definitely like for this year, I've got a lot of things that I need to do with the networking um, group. Like you mentioned, I was able, and I'm so grateful um, to launch that in Dallas back in October of 2018. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm actually taking this year off. I won't be um, going out to Dallas every other month like I was this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably put on a couple of networking events for the medical industry um, maybe once or twice this year. But I'm really focusing on um, kind of wrapping that all up and, and being ready to um, license that out um, hopefully by year five. So Yay. got two years on that. But right around the corner is Health Now Expo, which is coming up on Saturday, April 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an event that's held in Scottsdale. It's open to the public. It's in all ages, you know, families, individuals, young and old. Um, it's really for everybody to come out and meet um, meet the handpicked doctors um, and other products, medical products, um, anything that's health and and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but again, focused a little bit more on medical, but not your normal medical, not right. your traditional medical. These are um, these are resources that I provide to the um, public that are a little bit, you know, integrative, a little bit holistic, um, not all mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, it's just giving people the education that they need on how to better their life. So if they're in a situation where they, they want to get healthier, maybe that's what their focus is. 2020. It's a great opportunity to come out in in April and just um, meet the exhibitors that are going to be there and and learn from them. And and who knows if you don't need their services, maybe it's a loved one that you're sure. you know, gathering information. But it's a great event. And we've got a lot of fun things that are going to be happening. We have um, free mammograms that are going to be taking place in um, oh, on site. So it's going to be able to give people no excuses. No on, excuses. Yeah. On yep. really putting their health first in 2020 so uh, so my doctor just told me she's like I am giving you the gift of mammograms <laughs> oh fun fun when you hit that 40 40 you know number that's yes apparently that is that is the that time is, you start yeah so yes no excuses <laughs> no You're, excuses you hold me accountable to that too no excuses yeah 
Well, very good, yeah. Jody. Thank well, you. I'll just wrap it up with a couple of announcements too. Um, so Success Over Struggle is a podcast that is released every other week and it really focuses on interviewing local Phoenix entrepreneurs and diving into their story and really letting you know them as people, not as business owners, not as, you know, titles, but really what are some of those stories where you can resonate with them? And, and honestly, it's a great way to be able to connect with someone when you meet them because now you know a little bit more about them. And all of us have a success over struggle story. So I'm very, very uh, happy about being able to bring this to the community and share these stories of even some of my peers that I've known for years that I all know have great stories to share. And then of course you can meet people at Social Connect. Social Connect is a quarterly event that I host, the next one coming up April 28th. Special shout out to my sponsors, Dave and Busters. Could not do it without these lovely ladies. You met them too, Jody, just the other day. Um, Dave and Busters, Artists in Color, Lucky You Creative, Startup Entrepreneur Academy, and just a whole bunch of people People that helped me put that on and very much like Jody, she and I are along the similar path of creating events and connecting the community um, for different niches and excited about that and excited about what's to come for 2020. Great. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jody, for being in the studio with me and sharing your success over struggle story. Jody, last thing, how can people find you? Uh, the best way to find me is probably on LinkedIn. Okay. So Jody Towns, um, or you can go to jodytowns.com, make it really easy for you. So Aww, yeah. very good. And I highly, highly recommend you connect with Jody. I'm telling you, she's good people. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> she's my soul sister. I love it. All right. Okay. Thank you, soul sister, for being you. in the studio with me. And we'll catch you back next time on Success Over Struggle. Thank you for tuning in to the Success Over Struggle podcast. We hope we've inspired you to overcome your struggles and find your own success. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode. 